your host is Ronette Branham here to offer biblical strategies for effective teaching. Today I have a very special guest. He is the superintendent of Trenton Public Schools, Mr. James Earl. How are you today, Mr. Earl? I am doing well, Ms. Branham. Thank you for in inviting me uh, to onto your show uh, to share information and insight about an important topic. Uh, you're welcome, and thank you for coming. I, I appreciate it. Uh, I, I really do. And so I just want to, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started, yes. um, how did you become the Trenton superintendent? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I'm a native of South Carolina, and uh, I went to school in South Carolina. My college was Clemson University, and a part of um, education it was pretty important to me because I grew up as a poor kid, and you know I knew that that was my way out of my circumstances and certainly to be able to give back uh, to others if I could make a way uh, and make you know, get to a place where I had more access, uh, help provide that access back to young people and families who may not have the same access I do, but to also enhance the li lives of other people. And I think I came by education because I knew that there were so many of my teachers and coaches and counselors uh, and principals and assistant principals who were a big part of my life and making me feel uh, uh, important. Uh, and so I wanted to be that type of person in my life and didn't know education would do it. But when I started to explore majors in college, uh, that's where I went. So I started out as a, you know, a teacher. Uh, and then uh, I spent a lot of time coaching, coached several sports, and then oh, okay. started, started, um, I was a guidance counselor for, or a school counselor now for uh, several years. Uh, and then became an administrator uh, in South Carolina and then came here as an administrator, um, went from principal to assistant superintendent and then to superintendent here in Trenton. So uh, it's been a journey just getting here. I didn't that wasn't my blueprint where I wanted to be as in a helping or service type um, job or career where I was giving back to, you know, my community and people who had been in circumstances like mine and education was just a perfect fit for me. Oh yeah, it sure is. Only, only thing I hear teach, I hear teachers, principals, um, <clears throat> people in education, they always have some teacher that they had that inspired them. I yeah. never had that. I don't, I don't, I never had that. If I did, oh. I don't remember I had a big sister from the big brother, big sister program. Yeah. Maybe that was the, yeah. the catalyst right there, but I can't remember a teacher. Like that was well, that was like you know, I believe the teacher was the important person. And I think your big brother, big sister mentor was probably your important person. There's a lot of research out that says one caring adult makes the difference in okay. your life. And in mine, it was a lot of the people in the school buildings. Uh, it was also many people in my neighborhood, you know, in our churches and in our, you know, neighbors, because in my time, uh, we really did, the village did really raise the child. And quite often, you know, parents looked out for each other's children and supported each other in that effort. And so though it's it's a little bit different now. People are more oh, yeah. protective for all the right reasons. And um, but yeah, yeah, you probably, that one adult made a huge difference if you remember that person. 
Probably. So yeah, I had, like you said, adults around and my best friend's mother, she was like my grandmother. So okay. she was that. So Very. yeah. I, so, okay. I, I always say, I don't know. I don't have, I don't have that person. <laughs> <clears throat> Evidently I did. And I just yes. took yes. it for granted or something like that. So yep. yeah, that will work. So I just want to ask you a few questions. Like, you know, this is for teachers, educators, not just teachers who we're looking for, <clears throat> excuse me, strategies and effect to be more effective with our students in our district. And we want to make a difference in our students' lives. So I'm going to go, I have two scriptures. Um, I don't want to say I'm going to get them out the way, but I'm going to let that be what we're going to build on. So okay. I have um, Proverbs 11, 14, where there is no guidance, a people uh, fails, falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. So you know we need good <clears throat> counselors and um, good guidance from those in leadership. Correct. <clears throat> Sorry. And then I have one more. Um, hmm. This is this is something somebody showed me a few months ago, and I didn't get it, and now I get it. It's James three and one. Not many of you should become teachers, my brethren. For you know that we who teach will be judged with a greater strictness. Yes. I'm sure you understand that because just being the superintendent, I know we blame you for everything. <laughs> I don't, but you know, yeah. I get it. We, we, yeah. the superintendent, it's the superintendent's fault. And yeah. Yeah, so one more, Proverbs 15, 22, without counsel, purposes are disappointed, but in a multitude of counselors, they are established. Yes. So we do need counsel. I mean, we don't know everything. Who, What teacher knows everything? We need somebody who's done it or has wisdom to help us. So what you're here to do is just to offer any insight that you could do to help us. I have a few questions or at least one question that will lead us or, sure. or um, if I can find it. <laughs> If I can find it, I have one for one of my colleagues. Uh, um, so you know how I, I told you I, we had a conversation, and I and I made a joke that teachers are. I said, I, you know, I use the word crazy. I said, you know, we're crazy, right? But it's not <laughs> not that we're crazy. We're stressed, and we don't know how to make that release. So, what do you suggest to like to make us feel heard? so that we won't feel that extra stress. It feels like we're burdened down and we're trying to make it all the time. I don't want to feel like I'm trying to make it. I want to, you know, be prosperous in everything that I do. So yeah. what would you suggest that will help us so we won't feel like we, here I am again, it's Monday, you know, that type. So I think the nature of someone uh, like a teacher or a principal, um, counselor, paraprofessional, um, any type of leader in an educational setting, we bear the weight of the community because we are charged with um, behavior for kids, academic with academics with kids, um, any of the extracurriculars with kids. And then quite often we serve in capacities as mothers and fathers and brothers and mentors and, you know, all of the, the, the things that a child needs in their life. Uh, and where I think we can find relief is to always remember you have to take care of yourself. You know, that mm -hmm. that 
that um, uh, theory that, you know, when you're on the airplane and you get the instructions about how to put the mask on first before you mm -hmm. put the child's mask on. And that's the, the scenario you have to think of in education. We have to stop and take that time uh, to take care of ourselves. We implemented uh, with the consent and the collaboration of our association leaders, Wellness Wednesdays, uh, and, and it was a result of kind of the pandemic, but it's something we want to keep uh, moving forward, some wellness opportunities, because we just don't do that. I mean, we, you know, the, the community's concerns and potentially issues uh, are placed at the school, at the feet of all the leaders. And when I say leaders, I'm talking about every custodian and every food service worker, everyone in our space. And quite often we don't take a chance to breed because we raise children all day and then likely go home to raise our families and our partners and all of that at night. So um, my recommendation is to find that 30 minutes to an hour for yourself and do something that you love. If it's just to be outside, I know that what I do for myself now is I come home uh, and then I take, you know, change and I go outside if it's just to get air oh, yeah. uh, get a, and to get away from kind of the world for a few minutes. Uh, I do my best not to do work at home. I spend time with family. Uh, I've created strategies and these are organic. So I, I advise teachers and educators be organic about how you take care of yourself. So uh, I'm from South Carolina. Mm -hmm. So what I do often and my family members that grew up with me in my house have all passed. So what I do each day on my drive home is find someone that I know, a friend, uh, a niece or a nephew, and I call them. Uh, and I just have a conversation. And what that does is it creates a little bit of laughter. <laughs> you know, we talk about the good old days and you know, my one of my best friends, Ronnie, we talked two days ago and he was just talking about how simple life was and how we didn't have anything, but we had faith in each other and trust in each other. And we were just a bunch of kids just trying to make it through life and, you know, and that kind of thing. And then we laughed about some of the things we got in trouble for and some of the things we didn't do right, but somebody gave us a chance to do it twice yeah, and yeah. how how, um, you know, as educators, because I was telling him, you know, I get pushed back sometimes when we try to, you know, do something helpful for someone, because I think people forget that we've all had second and third chances. So I always recommend people to go back to kind of where you start so you can realize the reason you got into this. Uh, and it makes it a little bit easier when it gets hard, because you say, I knew that this was hard. This yeah. was going to be difficult, but find those spaces where you can laugh, where you can go away, where you can, if you like to swim, go swim. If you like to just take a walk, take a walk. If you enjoy bike riding, go bike riding. If you like walking your dog, walk your dog. If whatever it is you love and just find 30 minutes a day if you can. And if you can find longer, um, do that. I'm a, I like to build. I build cabinets and, you know, mm -hmm. and different things. So that's my getaway. And I come home uh, and on the weekends, if I don't have a commitment, I will just build. I make scrap boxes and I call them scrap box. I don't, I, I don't sell them. I give them away. And okay. part of my, it's a part of my way to give back is 
if I know a family, you know, someone's homeless or in need of furniture, I'll make the tables and make those things oh, and pass them, you know, pet, kind of pay it forward because somebody paid it forward to me. So I suggest that teachers, it's hard to find balance because we're mm-hmm. putting so much, you know, as sitting in this seat, I put so much pressure on, you know, our teachers to deliver, you know, deliver for children and to make sure they have ac- uh, access and opportunities in this world. Uh, but I'm not, it's not lost on me that I have to find those spaces also to say, just breathe and enjoy, laugh, come together, uh, have some fun. Uh, our jobs are serious and it's urgent in the work that we do, particularly in Trenton, but I always believe it's important to find space to take care of ourselves. And I've just, I said to our administrators have um, recently in our principals meeting, I said, call your neighbor and your colleague neighbor, principal neighbor, or someone and just check on them um, because it cleanses your soul. This, I do I do the things to cleanse my soul. So I, I you know, encourage teachers and um, educators, find those things that make you feel good, um, that are legal. <laughs> I always say, uh, yeah, find those things that make you feel really good about helping people and serving people and get back in touch with why you chose this. Because we all went into it for a reason and we wanted yeah. a job and we wanted to make money, but this is a service uh, industry. And uh, it's, you know, it, it, you you should you should stretch your limits. Uh, I know that we've gotten to a place where we place limits on what we do. Yeah, we do. But, yeah, and I say stretch yourself and and reach out further than you're supposed to or what you're bound by, and try to give back because you you get more bang for your buck in your life. You're going to be so much happier when you have done all you can to help other people. Um, so find those sweet spots to celebrate. You know travel if you like to travel if it's feasible and quite often if you think about 30 minutes we waste more time than we invest in ourselves so my recommendation is to invest more time than you waste somewhere else i i was thinking when you said that i, I was thinking that like we have the wellness wednesdays and mm-hmm. i was thinking what if we how how do we get into that because you know we'll spend that time driving home Right. And then we're home, then it's the regular time. So yep. that is something that you have to be mindful of what you're doing because we do. I, I had a, an exercise that I had to do where I had to um monitor what I did all day. Mm-hmm. How many minutes did I do this? How many minutes did I play on the yeah. iPad, whatever? And then we have so many hours, minutes that we waste watching TV. And yeah. so a lot of that is we could be outside exercising or walking. So yeah. I could appreciate that. But at the same time, we have teachers. You, I'm pretty sure you know, you, like I just said, we waste that afternoon that we had or that mm-hmm. day. And how do you, what do you suggest? Um, how do we get into that mode? Because we're walking around saying, I don't have time. I don't have time. I'm stressed out to take work home. I don't take work home. When I say I don't take work home. I will if it's needed. You know, if right. I have tests or something, I really need to grade or right. something. Otherwise, I I I take my backpack home and bring it back, and, and it never gets over like that because I I have other things to do. Right. So how do I get into that? You know, we have teachers. We we are 
this year alone, it, 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 and it created, I know in our district, so many different things. Like I have a whole new position and mm -hmm. that is so different than what I've been. It's not really different, but it, the title is there. You know, it's not really right. different, but because of the title, you know, when you get a new title, you're stressed out just because of, they're calling me this, so I have to be that, you know? So yeah. how do we get into that? You know, we are stressed out. And then we're like, I'm too stressed out to do anything. How do you make that transition? I, I, what do you suggest that we do to make that transition to that self-care? I got my I got my self-love cup. That's where I got my teeth. That's, That's my wild. thing now. Take care of me. <laughs> I got it. I got it. How do you make that transition? I know how I did it, but I had to do it through processing and courses and taking, you know, listening to people. How do how do we as teachers, a lot of us, we don't listen to podcasts, you know. Right. How do we make that transition? What do you suggest? Like how it's hard. I, I, before this year, I didn't do it. Yeah, well, I think you have to, as I said earlier, what is it that you love? If you could sit down yourself and identify the things that you love to do that aren't education or school or work related. And if you could do it, if it's just going shopping and what you have to do is force yourself to do it. And that's very different. So many people will find a reason not to. I got too much work. I have to check my email. I have to do this. Uh, my boss is calling. I have to be at this PD. I have to go to these places. And you put things on your calendars that don't necessarily have to be there, right? And so we, we've, we're we a world of calendars, right? And I know that professionally, I sit in a seat where it's better to be planned than it is not to be, right? So you have to keep a calendar. However, I believe that you clear your calendar. I've been for the past probably 15 years, I've been putting lunch on my calendar and keeping it on there. So it was strategic because I never took the time to eat. I, I would eat walking, eat mm -hmm. standing. I would do lunch duty eating and you never really either enjoy eating. You don't sit down. When you do it that way, you never sit down with someone else to have a conversation like you okay. might so I started putting it on a calendar as an administrator, and then I would do my very best to take it. So out of three, five days a week, I might get three days where I sat down for 30 minutes to eat. And I would always say to someone, hey, stop by the office and let's eat together. So I really started my journey finding my space 15 to 20 years ago because I realized I was spending day and night, as you indicated, at the office or on a football field or in a gym because you have family that you have to take oh. care of. And then that that's a hard sacrifice because you might have to say to the people you love, hey, I'm going walking or riding or shopping for an hour, I'll be back. And everybody goes, oh my gosh, mom left or dad left or my friend left or my partner left yeah, and yeah. nobody cooked food. And you know what? They live, right? Right. <laughs> so, so we... We are probably, because we're in a service industry and because we took an oath to care, we don't often do that for ourselves. So okay. I am encouraging teachers to find 30 minutes and do it for one day. And the reason why I say one day, if you do it one day and you find value in it, it's likely to repeat. So I always say, walk the first day and it feels so good to walk. 
Mm -hmm. Then I walk the second day and then I buy speakers because I want to listen to music yeah. while I'm walking. And before long, I have a bike because I want a bike. And now I have a whole setup. I walk three days, right, right. I bike two days. I have my whole music, my listening. It's like a party when I do my, my, my exercising or staying in shape. And it's just because I don't want to be trapped on email or on a computer or in front of a television because I love the outdoors. Yeah. I love the fresh air. So that's where I go. And I, you know, I'm married. My wife is here. And, and sometimes she'll say, are you planning to eat? And I'll say, yes, when I'm done. Yeah. That's when I'll eat. And then we have learned now, you know, I have someone joining me at home. And then I was talking to some some of my office colleagues and we're planning to close out our days and if not if nothing just walk around the parking lot oh, and get yeah. there and so those are things so that started I don't know three four years ago before I even came here and I just keep doing it but I feel so much better because I'm able to clear now that doesn't mean work goes away I come back in the house and there's two texts and three calls and mm -hmm. all of that's there and then I make a choice uh, you know, work's going to stay where it is. Right. So I make a choice. How much of this am I going to do on the time that I'm not here, that I'm not working? And then will I get up early in the morning and start to tackle work? When I work, I work. Mm -hmm. I go in and I will stay as long as I need. I will call everyone I need to. I will be in spaces where I'm supposed to be. And I deeply care about doing better for people than we have in the past in my current job. But when I leave, when I go home, mm -hmm. I am as committed to making sure that I survive. And that's how, so my encouragement is you will always, life will fill you up with all of those other tasks. Right. You just simply have to find a way to take 30 minutes to an hour back of your life and do what you need to with it. And I know it, I say it sounds easy. It sounds easy for me because I'm just doing it. Yeah. And making that sacrifice. You make that sacrifice. And and that might mean that you're in a book club with people mm -hmm. because you love reading, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. And so that's okay too, but do something that you love to do for you. Right, right. You said, you. you said three things. I You said four things. Then I'm like, check, 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 wait. But that could... Okay, when you're talking about taking that time, I call that white space. You know how yeah, yeah. you fill up the paper and you have no white space. You, you get overwhelmed because it's too much right. to look at. So right. that is that my time is my white space. I usually walk. And so people know I'm walking. They know, like, people don't bother me. They If I didn't walk, they call me. Did you walk today? They just yeah. know that's what I'm yeah. going to do. Yeah. Yeah. So that, and then you said something about offering value. So I have two parts of that. We're reading a book. I'm in, you're talking about a book club. I have a live book read every morning. That book reads seven o'clock every morning and I don't miss it every morning. Awesome. So it's a part of another group, but because we don't have time to read, we read together before our meeting, which is at 7.45. So on my way to work, I'm, I, my white space is gone. But <laughs> we're reading a book is called Unreasonable Hospitality. And it's offering people more than they expect from you. Gotcha. So when you have a teacher, like that's my goal all year. That was it. I had a different word for it, different, you know, um, 
saying for it, but it was like, I'm trying to prove, like I spoke to you before, I'm trying to prove some things about our um, reading programs and math programs. I'm trying to prove that this stuff works. The kids can learn and they can move on, right? So right. because I'm doing that, I thought I was stressed. I thought I was burned out. I wasn't burned out. I just didn't know how to release all that that I was taking in. Right. So that's that's another. Do you find that because you have you find and now you find people who are doing their best, working as hard as they can, that they are burning themselves out and not knowing how to release that stress. Yeah, mm -hmm. often, often, as I said, we we burn we bear the burden of really the world around us. If it's the community, if it's our uh, households, whatever is going on. Educators by nature care. Yeah. And so we end up assuming and uh, actually acting in the capacity of a, the caring person that's supposed to be in that role. Yeah. And so we have to, I find that often, quite often people will approach me in my role as superintendent and they're having the worst time and it's tough. And I typically notice right away, you just need a break. Yeah, and yeah. The, the number of educators I've said, hey, why don't you take a day? Mm -hmm. uh, why don't you, what are you doing this weekend? You know, and I will often, because I believe last, laughter is the best medicine. Mm -hmm. One of my tricks is to watch a sitcom at night. Like I watch some cool sitcoms. I go back to the old days. I love Sanford and Son and, mm -hmm. you know, Red Fox and <laughs> Fred Sanford was so funny. Mm -hmm. And so I'll go watch those things because I end up going to bed after laughing and I sleep so much better. And, you know, now that my God rest her soul, but my oldest sister, I would call her often because she would tell the stories about our childhood mm -hmm. that made me laugh. Yeah. Okay. So, so find a place where you can laugh because don't forget, you have to be happy to live. I know. I yeah. mean, what I don't want to do in my own life, and I recommend to teachers, don't teach for 25 and 30 years, finish, and then your life is done. Yeah. Live, live life now, right? Yeah. Live yeah. life now. And I need to get a shirt that had something on it that says live life now. Make sure you, you take care of yourself. But when I think people are burned out, they actually need you always should get that out. Like get yeah. that out. Sometimes people will come into me and I actually understand the stress of what they're doing. And I simply let them go and they unload. And sometimes they love oh, yeah. on me, at me, about me because I sit in the seat and yeah. I typically offer very little advice because I knew they just needed to get that out. Right. Oh. And quite often they're happier. So I don't take it personal because, uh -huh. you know, personally, I'm a generally happy person. My life is a happy life from uh -huh. where I came from to now. I am. Uh, wow. I, I, sometimes I walk into my spaces and I walk into an office and into my house and I put on shoe, shoes that <laughs> they don't have holes. I drive a car that mm -hmm. cranks. I have a house that has heat in it. That wasn't my reality, you know? And so I am more grateful that I can stand in difficult spaces with people. And I just encourage people to find their happy place. 
And, and for us, like you, myself, and anyone who encounters someone who is at that point, that breaking point of stress and anxiety, be a listener. Don't let them go. Yeah. Always be there. Let them finish. Let them get it out and be okay to be the one that they give you that information to. And then you own it and allow them to walk away with some dignity. And hopefully it, it helps them grow. Because uh, the worst thing you can do is respond. Uh, when people are attacking me because I sit in this seat, I might say, well, can we talk, uh, you know, uh, you know, you want to meet and talk later? What do you want to do? How do you want to manage? And hopefully there are people in your life that can do that with you. Yeah. Uh, but always, you know, I encourage teachers to find a trusting person. That's very difficult because when you're yeah. When you're vulnerable, you need someone that you trust, right? Because you might say or do things that you normally wouldn't do. And that person needs to protect you at that time. So I encourage, find, always spend your time around trusted people, if you can. I know that's yeah. easier said than done. Or pay a, pay a, a therapist. We could do you that. Could, we have could do that too. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. You can yeah. always have a pro professional to sit in that space. Um, but, uh, you know, our profession is the most important. That's why it's difficult, right? Yeah. We, we, we get to raise the next generation of people. We likely don't get to see how they impact this world. Right. And, and we don't get paid enough or praised enough in the work that we do. And because somebody's at fault for the way the world's happening. So who better to blame than us, right? Yeah. And I, and, and I accept it where I am, but I, I want people to know we're not at fault for all the ills of the world. Right. We're just at fault if we don't make our best effort fixing it and giving our children a chance not to have a, not to live in a world that's worse than the one we live in. You know, we hope that things are better over time, but who knows? I mean, I know that I won't always be here to see it, so... Um, but yeah, yeah. When, when people are stressed out, I certainly see it. I just think, you know, I'm encouraging, I listen, I make sure that there's comfort in the stress, the stress and the struggle and let them work out of it. Don't try to work someone out of it. You know, don't say, well, let me take you to lunch and maybe you'll feel better. Yeah. Sometimes you have to sit in that and be okay to sit in it. And then you figure your way out of it because struggle is a good thing. It's actually it's it's healthy <laughs> when it, and sometimes we don't want that to happen. We see it happening. We want to be rescuers as educators. Uh, we have to let kids sometimes struggle, even when they're trying to learn academically, just to get to a point where they will persevere. And then, I had to learn that. Yeah. About not because that mother instinct. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. trying to do something. They're taking a long time. You can see the wheels turning, but they just can't get it. You're yeah. like, OK, this is the yeah. end. And yeah, I had to learn that, like yeah. wait it out, wait yeah. it out, yeah. maybe give them a little nudge, but wait it out. I had, that was like something I learned now because I was, because of my students, they're all uh, English language learners, every yeah. one of my class. So to <clears throat> know that they're struggling, it may be because of <clears throat> language, it may not, but I can't see it in my head. I'm just right. like, oh, she needs some help. Maybe yeah. how about if I give you this number, you could do the rest, right? Yeah, yeah, I had to learn that. So that's in general. And then, uh, then also, I found out 
I might not have the capacity to help somebody. I have friends who come to me and then I'm not equipped. I'm like, well, why don't you do that? If you do that, you keep on saying this, then they don't want to talk to me. They're like, she thinks she knows everything. I didn't ask for her help, right? So yeah, we have to find somebody that we trust. That is true, yeah. Trust my people. So we have a few more minutes. I just want to say, if you have any, you already gave us the closing, find laughter, right? Find a trusted friend, get outdoors. The outdoors does wonders. So anything else for your teachers? Because your teachers are going to see this, some of them. Uh Anything that you could suggest, one last, what you would say the best nugget you have for us or the one that's right here. Yeah. So, so uh, I think that you, you chose to do this work for a reason. If I was speaking to my teachers, uh, we have the greatest opportunity. I mean, I am so excited when I see the work that some of our educators are doing in buildings and in the community, because we can change the Trenton world, but we can change the world. We can actually do things that are special uh, for young people and always remember that and nothing worth having is without sacrifice. It is just so hard. If we want to see education at the top in Trenton uh, and, and we may not ever achieve, achieve top, but we can start to make tremendous gains just because we have caring adults. Don't ever lose your purpose. Don't lose your purpose. You did this for a reason, and then all of a su- sudden, what Im- what interrupted our purpose? That would uh, that would that's be a question. I'm sorry. That's I, I would I would I would leave that with, you know, our teachers. What interrupted your purpose? If you had passion about educating young people and seeing change, what interrupted that? Was it a life event? Was it a work event? Was it a group of people in your path? And change that and get back to what we do. So I'm grateful for the work and know that it's difficult. The one thing that superintendent in Trenton understands is this is hard. It will be hard tomorrow. It will be hard in five years. Uh, So let's get to work. And I appreciate the work that all of the the adults in every space, every organization, every association. I appreciate the work that they do. Thank you so much, Mr. Earl. I appreciate this. I appreciate every word that you say because it is inspiring. And to know that you can feel what we're feeling and you have been there. So I appreciate it. So again, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, Educators with Oil, I am your hostess, Ronnie Branham. Thank you and have a blessed day.